It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. You know, this week in the NFL was not the greatest, but... We're going to do what we do best, and we're going to talk about the sport we love as we break down another week in the NFL. It all comes your way next on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. In business right here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Barrett Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage, and the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, Don't Sleep Energy. Make sure you check out their website, don'tsleepenergy.com. They just dropped some new apparel and some new energy drink stuff. Make sure you check them out and use promo code KOS podcast for 12% off your entire order every single time. Week six of the NFL has come and gone and we're getting ready to break it all down. First and foremost, we bring in the first member of the three-man booth, the weapon, Dan Dembski. Man, we were up late last night. Yes, sir. Watching the Washington Capitals bounce back after falling down 2-0. Good bounce back win for the Caps in a shootout. Exciting game for sure. And the uh, second game uh, of the second home game of the season for the Caps. So nice win over the Flames. It was a good time. Absolutely. A lot of fun. And uh, Carlos, the Swiss Army Knife, Martinez. What is going on, buddy? I wasn't invited to this. Again, <laughs> these guys are a bunch of haters, but it's fine. I was also up late last night. Thank you very much. Watching my beloved Dallas Cowboys pull out a tough victory against the Chargers. This is a good win. Much well, needed. I, I think the narrative is the- that you are a hater and you don't invite your boy to anything. It's fine. I understand. Oh, well, we're going to make it happen. Oh, no, 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 no. Me and Dan are going to make it happen. You're not invited next time. Oh, okay, I, I'm sorry. You know, when we do our our our, our uh, watch-along live stream one of these Ooh. weeks, you're not invited. You know, <laughs> we'll be streaming from the shed. And me and Dan will be living in comfort and luxury inside the house. Oh, You'll be stuck God. in buffering mode, my, my guy. Mm. <laughs> we'll have that crystal clear stream. Uh, <laughs> well, I think the narrative... 
from this week, and I want to get your thoughts on this, from most of the games throughout the league this past week is some teams looked like they were playing not to lose. I just felt like that was a common theme between all these games I saw, but something I said yesterday. So go ahead. Yes. Oh, wow. And, wow. <laughs> uh, that thought. Okay. I mean, this is, this is par for, for discussion here. Is Kirby a swagger jacker? Is, yes. he, is he a, a pundit copier? Is he a, um, a point taker? He's you a pirate. Know, he, he likes to repurpose things that people say and make it sound like it's his own. I mean, the evidence and did say it. Yes, the evidence is there. It hurts. It hurts me. You break me deep down. But you're right, though. But in general, coming for me, yes, it is. This week, this week just was not the best. You want to know why? You want to know why it wasn't the best? Because they had the Cowboys and Chiefs off of Sunday. Football's not exciting without those guys. Oh boy! Oh my! Football's not exciting Please. without our, our blustering Taylor Swift coverage and our but they're both primetime games. Tear down of they the Dallas both- Cowboys because they stumble every now and again. That's true, but they did have you on Thursday night and, and Monday night, so you were in primetime. So we, we still primetime. got we still got our weekly dose of the Chiefs and the. But Cowboys. it still feels like Thursday was so far away. Yeah, and that game was interesting to say the least. Uh, it was. It was. And an odd final score too, which I'm sure we'll touch on. But all right, so the first game we want to touch on, and this was one of the games where I thought th- this just doesn't seem right. As the Browns defeat the 49ers, came down to a last-second missed field goal. Obviously, the Browns without their starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson. So, P.J. Walker in from uh, in for him. He threw two interceptions in the game. But the 49ers with – I'm not really sure what to say here. Um, okay. I mean, again, set the scene. What happened? Injuries happened. And we all know that that has been the Achilles heel of the 49ers is the injuries and the their big top guys are they always struggle to stay healthy throughout the season. Christian McCaffrey can't remember the last time he ever played a full season. Mm-hmm. And you know Devo Samuel gets hurt at least once a season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh you know Trent Williams got a little he finished the game but it looks like he I mean he left the stadium in a walking boot so who knows how bad his injury is going to be. Um, but this was the main concern with the 49ers that if they have everybody healthy, they are unstoppable. But if they don't have everybody, then this is what can happen. And Brock Purdy, despite all the chat this week by all the pundits that he was, you know, a leading MVP candidate, he was a top, top 10 quarterback showed that, you know, he's a product of the system. And he can he only operates well when he has all these weapons, this Avengers team around him. And uh yeah, I feel you know, and that Browns defense is legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were the main reason why I think the Browns were able to get back in this game because um, you know, 
um, the 49ers raced out to a 10 nothing lead. And I think a lot of people looked at that and said, well, this game is going to be over. But you got to give the Browns credit. They bounce back and answer uh, pretty quickly um, with uh, a Kareem Hunt touchdown. Or wait. Yeah. Um, yes, Kareem right. Hunt did have a touchdown. Kareem Hunt touchdown run to get back in the game, make it 10 to 7. And then from there, uh, really for the Browns, it was just about it was about pounding the football and about running clock. They pretty much dominated the 49ers as far as time of possession. They had the ball about six and a half to seven more minutes than the Niners did. Um, and Carlos is right on about the defense. Um, they were really solid in this game and really showed um, that it gets the top tier, what had been a top tier offense and one of the best offenses in the league to this point, holding them to just 17 points after they start the game on a 10, nothing run is extremely impressive. And, um, yeah, the Browns are a scrappy team. I think if, uh, you know, as much as I hate this guy, I think if Deshaun Watson was fully healthy and we had played to start the season, they'd probably be in pretty good shape right now and be able to uh, really compete for that top spot in the AFC North. But obviously, you know, he his uh, injury issues have uh, once again followed him to Cleveland, and it's kind of an odd situation i'm not really sure what the extent of his injuries are there's got to be more to this story with deshaun like there's got to be odd right i mean it's 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 such a weird the doctors have cleared him but yeah he can decide like i don't know it makes no sense there's there's got to be something else to the story there's there's smoke there there's something there yeah no i definitely agree with you it's it's definitely bizarre um but, you know, I, I don't think you can write the 49ers off. It's just their first loss mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say this is just a flash in the pan because oh, once once but, injuries, they start to recover. I, I think they'll come back to normal. How bad were these injuries? I, I don't think the, the injury report doesn't really come out until tomorrow. Right. Uh, so we don't know how long, like if McCaffrey is going to be out or it, how long Debo is going to be out. All I know is that once McCaffrey went out, this team looked completely different. Yeah, now, I'm, with guys, I'm with you guys. I'm not counting the 49ers out at all. I, I, I think that that would be foolish, but I think it does. It, it's it's kind of the case of like with Dallas, how losing Trayvon Diggs has completely like changed this Dallas defense. Whereas with this 49ers offense, losing McCaffrey completely changes the offense. Like McCaffrey is the true MVP of I he's mean, the facilitator of that offense, most definitely. I mean, yeah, he's the main weapon. He just adds such yeah. a different dynamic to that offense. And losing him, you saw McCaffrey or um, Purdy was struggling once McCaffrey went out. I mean, Debo has not really done much these past two weeks, anyways. He didn't do much against the Cowboys. He didn't do much against. Um, he wasn't doing much against the Browns before he got hurt. Um, so. He's kind of a guy that they can kind of afford to lose, but McCaffrey's a guy they can't afford to lose because he's so important to what they do. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. Uh, I don't think I have much else to add. I'll say that uh, that the um, the Browns were really, I think they just were just able to run the football and, and just run the clock very effectively in this game, as I alluded to before. They ran like 15 more plays than the 49ers did, so... And this game was kind of sloppy too. A lot of penalties had some some turnovers too. Bad so. game too. Uh, There's a reason why it was so low scoring. So, um, yeah. which I think definitely played into the hands of helping the Cleveland Browns. One in this of those weird, just one of those weird, um, one of those weird Cleveland games. I mean, hey, but you, but I mean, that's just crazy that 
like Lamar just like tore that defense apart. And then like Purdy and this 49ers, you know, team that's just stacked with talent couldn't like struggled. It, it's crazy how, how things can change week to week. You, you know, another thing too, um, if I'm correct, they kicked on second down. It wasn't, I, I know it wasn't fourth down when they kicked that field goal to miss, but it was the but end of the game, Kirby. I no, no, but what I'm saying, there was like, if I'm correct, there were like eight seconds left. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, but it was, it was a longer kick. I, I mean, I don't think they had any timeouts. Yeah. I, one side had each time, uh, one timeout each. I knew that the Browns burned theirs. What they should have, the 49ers should have done. And maybe I'm done for, dumb for saying this, but run a quick sneak, call timeout and get a little bit closer. You, you don't know if you're going to be able to get up. I, Wait, hold on. A yeah. quick sneak with who? With Purdy? Purdy's not a QB sneak guy. He's not Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying, just get up a couple more yards somehow. That's all. That's that sounds like a brand. I mean, it, it it didn't matter. the The kick went wide right. Like it just it is what it is. You know, Moody was just not on it yet or on Sunday. I like, I just feel it. like if I was a coach, I would have done that. But again, well, thank I'm, God you're not a coach. I'm just because, a random you know, dude behind the computer. Screen. Well, thank God you're not a coach because honestly, you'd be zero and six right now. Zero and six. Sign yeah. me up to the Dallas Cowboys, please. <laughs> no, I don't want you. I'd, I'd still take Mike McCarthy over you. Yeah, likewise. likewise. Dude, dude, I mean, that's not even an argument. Where's my coaching experience? I don't have any. Like I said, we're just all random people sitting behind a Wait, computer talking you, about the sport we love, the NFL certainly football. got stooge experience, though. So, so keep that on your side. He does have that. He does have that. Yeah. No, but, I'm, just, I'm just playing. Sort of. But... but yeah, it was ahead. heartbreaking to see how that game ended. Was, was it? Like, I wasn't heartbroken. The Niners, the, the, the Niners didn't deserve it. They didn't they didn't play well. I mean, that's just the bottom I'm not, line. I'm not heartbroken about it. I'm not heartbroken about it at all. You know, I hate very the fun weekend. Very Obviously. fun weekend. You know, this this brought joy to my heart, especially after the beatdown they gave to Dallas. You know, this gave joy because they were talking all that smack. They came yeah. out, they, they were just gonna come out and win the game, and then they got slapped around by the Browns. Mm-hmm. That is true. There was a lot and of also that closes the gap that helped Dallas out immensely because now yep. we're still in the race. Yep. Totally agree. Absolutely. So the Browns over the 49ers 19 to 17 in a very close matchup, but the 49ers with some injuries, uh, just have to wait and see how the 49ers play come next week. But we'll take our first break right here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. And when we come back, we'll talk about a Monday night matchup, a very close matchup between the Cowboys and Chargers. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? 
How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. We welcome you back to the Kirby on Sports podcast with the weapon Dan Dembski and the Swiss Army Knife Carlos Martinez, who did have a wardrobe change in uh, at the intermission. I am Josh Kirby. Um, I will preface this first by saying we, at the time of taping this podcast, Dan and myself were at the Caps game yesterday. Wait, what? What? That made no sense. Well, if you'd let me finish, uh, incorrect. I, 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 I will clarify this because that made in taping at the time of taping this podcast. What that made no sense at the this time of the it. game. We were Kirby and Dan game. were at the game, being yes. a bunch of haters and not so, inviting your boy, the Swiss Army Knight. So, and so Carlos was the lone person watching Monday night, which should have been the way it should be because you know I'm the only Cowboys fan here. So was watching the Cowboys. So we didn't really watch much of this game, but we did follow along on our CBS apps, and we saw one time where the. Chargers were in the red zone and then the oh. Cowboys got the ball back and Dan mentions to me, yeah, that sounded like a Brandon Staley move or something, but <laughs> yeah, it was but, a fourth and seven, right? Fourth and seven or fourth. It was fourth so, and like medium. So without watching it, we could tell maybe, when maybe it was outside Staley, the red zone, but without watching it, we could tell when Brandon Staley made a dumb move or something, but Anyways, the Cowboys over the Chargers, 20 to 17. Um, too close for comfort here, Carlos. How'd you like the Cowboys? Uh, your thoughts? No, I mean, this is same score line we beat them by two years ago in 2021. Same stadium, same game. Um, we beat them 20 to 17, kind of the same way. Greg, you know, Zerline kicked the game winning field goal in that one. Um, and this time it was uh, Brendan Aubrey who has been. Tier one kicker this season. Um, but no, I mean, look, uh, this was a good performance by the Cowboys. It was not an easy game, um, especially offensively. Again, still a lot of issues there, but there were some signs of life, at least this time. Um, and, you know, Dak finally started using his legs here. That, that first touchdown was, was a beautiful scramble or not a scramble. It was an option play um, in which he 
you know, pulled the ball and just ran up uh, out from the whatever the right side and, you know, clear lane to the end zone. Um, and, you know, a lot of the success that Dallas had in this game was a lot because of Dak Prescott using his legs and extending plays, um, which, again, has been something that Cowboys fans have been begging for him to start doing more because you see guys like, you know, always bring him up, Patrick Mahomes. You know, what's his biggest strength is he can extend plays. You know, he, he uses his legs. He moves around. And Dak isn't the fastest guy in the world. But yet he's, you know, I'm not, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes isn't the fastest guy in the world. And he's able to elude defenders, uh, you know, with his legs um, and just keep plays alive, which is something that Dak did a lot in this game. Uh, he was sacked multiple times, yes, but honestly, he got out of like five more sacks. Like there could have been five more sacks in that game had he not moved around and gotten out of certain situations. Um, that offensive line is a little troubling right now. Obviously, it's only their second game ever playing all together. Um, so it might just take some time to get that cohesion and that, like, you know, I guess repertoire between them. Um, so I, I won't hold them to that. Um, but you know, the biggest stars of the game were the the receivers, um, you know, with, um, you know, Brendan cooks finally, uh, getting his first touchdown as a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, he also made a very crucial third down catch. Um, CD Lamb, he didn't score any touchdowns, but man, was he lighting up that stat sheet um, and showing why we need to involve him more in the offense, no matter what. He has to be the focal point. Um, Michael Gallup struggled hard in this game. Hmm. Um, he, uh, I mean, at one point, like Dak was like 16 of 16 to like every other receiver that he threw to. And the only receiver that wasn't able to get on the same page and make plays was Michael Gallup. He was the only one dropping balls at one point. Um, but yeah, I mean, the post-game interview, Dak said it best. This was a resilient performance by this team. I mean, this wasn't easy. This is the first time Dallas uh, was in a game where it was like, like an actual football game and they weren't done by the fourth quarter. Um, and it, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was frustrating, um, you know, especially considering that the defense held pretty much held the Chargers in check, but were struggling at the same time. It was weird. Um, they were, but in the biggest moment, you know, Micah Parsons showed up finally, um, gets the sack, and then, you know, Stephon Gilmore on the next play gets the interception and, and seals it for the Cowboys. Um, uh, you know, I, I think definitely – uh, they have a lot to evaluate during the bye week. Um, but I think this was definitely a much needed win and uh, performance by the Cowboys um, after what happened in San Francisco last week. Cause the game pretty much started the same way um, where, but it just happened the op like the opposite way. Whereas this time Dallas got the ball first stalled out three and out quickly. And then, um, botch it on special teams and uh you know they get a good return and then you know uh the chargers you know go down with ease and score um and the cowboys responded well on the next drive and, and went and that's when Dak prescott got his touchdown and I, I think this was a very resilient performance by this team and i was uh i was happy with it i mean i'm it's still it doesn't completely wash the taste of that san francisco loss out of our mouths but i mean it 
at least we go in the bye week with a win and we go in at four and two instead of three and three. Yeah. Oh, uh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. I, I found out about that fourth down play. So it was fourth and it was fourth and one, but it, it was a 10 to seven game at that point with like seven and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Why don't you just take the three there and tie the game? I don't understand. Brandon Staley has well, been Dallas did. Dallas had a similar situation at one point. They were down yeah. in the red zone and they tried to do the, you know, the tush push or the brotherly shove as they're trying to call it now. As everyone, everyone um, tries which now. Literally the only team that can it's that's only the Eagles it is the Eagles. And that's because they have mm -hmm. a quarterback who can deadlift 600 pounds. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's. And they got the best, one of the best centers in the league, and you know Jason Kelsey. So it, you can't, you know, it's not something that any team can just replicate, uh, you know. Right. And Dallas failed in that situation. And Brendan Staley did have, I mean, granted, it's not all Brendan Staley per se. I mean, it, this was Kellen Moore's offense. Kellen Moore calls the offense, True. and every the talk was was oh. You know, is he going to light it up against the Cowboys? And he didn't. He couldn't do it. The Cowboys kept him in check, and they only scored seven – or they only scored, uh, yeah, 17 points. Right. So. I have two yeah, words for you. Two words. You're a stooge. That's three words. That's three. But. No. Tony Pollard, what a catch, and way to just shed off those defenders. More than two words, but yeah. yeah what What was that? What? What? <laughs> I think, you know what? He didn't leave enough space, so he went to say Tony Pollard, and then take a boom, take a second, and then go into it. Is that what yeah. you're trying to go? Well, listen, Tony there? Pollard made that big play, but Tony that was Pollard... The huge, that no, was the good play. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tony Pollard made that big play, yes, but Tony Pollard was atrocious last night. <laughs> Tony Pollard could not... That, that run game was non-existent except for like in like like that first draw or that uh first touchdown drive that the Cowboys had. That was the only time that that um the run game was working uh, you know at all. But after that, nobody could get going. Uh like we kept Eckler in check. Like Bell was everywhere. It was all over him. And that's a guy who's tech who's uh, you know an undersized you know linebacker he's only playing linebacker because van der Esch is out right now and he's normally actually a, a converted safety um but he was all over eckler and kept him in check um of course eckler took that stray shot uh in pregame <laughs> um that was that was hilarious i mean definitely don't be swinging you know on the field come on let's keep it cordial but like that was hilarious in terms of just like he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time and just took a shot for no reason um but um yeah you know uh yeah tony pollard i mean thanks for making that big play we know what we know what he's capable of but you know, they really got to find ways to help to get more creative with the run game because just running it up the middle on first down every time is not working. Like we're like teams know it's coming. So they're shutting it down. And this offensive line is not the best offensive line. So they aren't really doing much to even give Pollard space to be able to do what he can do. Red zone offense for the Cowboys seemed to be a struggle. How do you think they fared? What else is um, new, Kirby? What else is new? I've already talked about this multiple times. It's Mike McCarthy, I just feel like, is just not a creative play caller. And I wonder sometimes if, you know, has the game passed him by and he just doesn't have it anymore? Hmm. Um, I mean, 
this, I mean, again, what was the, what did I say was the main driver of success for the Cowboys in this game? It was Dak Prescott extending plays. It wasn't the play calling itself. It was because Dak Prescott kept trying making something out of these, which is good. Dak needs to do that. You know, in order for this team to be successful, Dak needs to be more, he needs to be more of like how he was against, you know, Tampa uh, in the playoff game last year, you know, where he just has this confidence and he just commands the game, takes it over, you know, like this was Dak's best performance of the season, in my opinion. And, you know, but it, it didn't come without frustration, you know, like, mm. you, you know, sometimes Mike McCarthy's play calling has just been bad. It's just been really bad. It was very frustrating and, annoying to watch during this game some of their play calls because i'm just like why are we doing this like we need more motion we need we need different concepts here like i i don't know it's it's just not great and like you know red zone they they scored some but again it's it's the same thing um where once we get you know into the you know into the red zone this this offense just can't get it done they just can't you know, uh, get like, like it's like Mike McCarthy has no creative plays down there and doesn't like involving certain players once we get down there. Perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't watch this game. Do you have anything else to add, Dan? No, I think Carlos covered pretty much every aspect of it. And once again, Justin Herbert can't win a meaningful game. All right. That's, that's my rant. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, look, I mean, Justin Herbert, we all know, like he's super talented. Um, we all know that. I mean, he's, he is playing with a broken finger right now, but that, yeah, that didn't really, it didn't really affect him. I mean, in all honesty, man, like a lot of, I mean, another reason why Dallas lost is just, or lost the reason why Dallas won is because, um, I mean, Justin Herbert just completely overthrew some players that yep. were wide open that would have gone in for touchdowns. Now there was also some plays where, uh, what comes to mind is like there was like a little you know screen pass uh, that was going to go to Austin Eckler, but then Demarcus Lawrence batted the ball down. But had Lor- had Lawrence not batted the ball down and it got to Eckler, Eckler was going to be in that end zone. There yeah. was he had a blocker in front of him, and there was like no Dallas defenders really in position to make the stop. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Chargers' d- defense is not the not best. Good. Their secondary is terrible. Yeah, um, they're, they're really bad. But aside from Asante Samuel Jr., but they purposely kept CD away from him, and that's why C. And they kept putting him on Davis, who's their worst corner, but yet he's their number two. Right? And was CD was completely lighting him up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, in terms of the Chargers, it's just, I mean, they if Staley wants to keep his job and not get fired halfway through this season, he's going to have to like really get it together with this team because right now they're like their face, like now they got to go play the chiefs. And like, if you guys couldn't beat the Cowboys, like how are you going to be Patrick Mahomes? It's true. It's very true. So yeah. The Dallas Cowboys 20 in the chargers 17 on Monday night. We're going to take another quick break, and when we return, we'll talk about the rest of our teams and how they fared in this past week in the NFL. Stick right here with us on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Hey, sports fans. 
Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Hey, Kirby on Sports Podcast listeners, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate here. You know, it may seem scary or daunting at first to think about buying or selling a home. Well, look no further. Give me a call. 540-247-1527. There's nothing more than I love to do than help my friends make those transactions fun, interesting, and at the end of the day, productive. Look me up online, iconsells.com, and even better, find me on my podcast, Iconic Talk, with my co-host Megan Eanes on any podcast platform. We will share all the local news about real estate markets and our local community. It's educational. Look us up. We'd love to help you iconcells.com 540-247-1527. Josh, back to you. All right. Welcoming you back to the Kirby on Sports Podcast. It's now time to get to the rest of our teams. Any volunteers? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go real quick. Yeah, the London games. Yeah, so we have we tried to get the monkey off our back based on what happened the last time we were in London, and I think we did a decent job. Uh, the Ravens, of course, traveled earlier than uh, most teams do. I think they got there on Monday, so they had the whole week to sort of adjust, get used to the time difference and uh, the jet lag, if you will. And so I think that was a big advantage to them. Um, and, you know, it's it. this is a game they kind of had to win. We talked about it. Uh, last week, when we circled this game, we we highlighted it and we had it, had it in our pickums. Um, this was the game they had to have, and I think defensively, once again, they had another great performance. <clears throat> they did let Derrick Henry have a couple big runs against them, but overall, I think they did a great job, especially um, against the pass. Of course, when Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, that uh, isn't is no favor to, to Tennessee's um, passing offense, even though he's not what which is not what he used to be. Let's, let's, let's be honest there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I was very happy again with the, de- with the uh, defensive effort. And how can you not love Justin Tucker, you know, single-handedly pretty much putting the points all on his back with six, six field goals, which is just crazy. Um, definitely have some concerns about the offense. It's kind of the same old stuff I've been saying for several weeks now. Uh, it just seems to be such a lack of rhythm. It definitely seems like the, the offense has been out of sync, um, whether it's been the receivers just not running good routes and getting open and making plays or um, Lamar not being able to hit the receivers well. He did throw for 223 and a touchdown in this game. Not bad numbers. 
Um, but the Ravens, you know, they I think they ran the football okay too. They had 139 rushing yards. But this game is, I mean, what it's really going to be talked about most is the fact that the Ravens couldn't execute turn uh, red zone trips into touchdowns. Only one touchdown um, the entire game, which came in the second quarter, was an 80-yard drive. Um, They had a 50-yard drive, a 76-yard drive, a 54-yard drive, and a 71-yard drive that were all field goals. Um, You just... They just have to convert when they get down there. It's 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 frustrating. It seems like it's a problem around the league right now. I don't think it's just specifically yeah. a Baltimore or a Dallas problem. I think a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, even the Chiefs, have been struggling in the red zone. I think it's just yeah, it's just kind of an issue right now with the NFL right now. Is red zone offense is not great. I wonder if red zone defenses are just better this year than than they have been too. That that might be part of it too. It's it, I mean, you are right. Come to think of it, it's. Uh, seems to be a problem all across the league, especially with these teams in the AFC too. Like I know we'll talk about Buffalo as well, but um, hmm. they, they seem to struggle as well. So no one has seemed to be uh, um, immune to it. Um, I think I just keep waiting to see the offense turn a corner. I'm just not sure if they're there yet. Um, I know again, a new system and all that you have to get accustomed to that, but now we're getting into the point in the season where guys need to be settled in now. Um, We've got some. We finally got some guys back on the offensive line, including, of course, Ronnie Stanley. Oh, hi, Chief. He's so cute. Chief, look at him. I just derailed the podcast with that. My bad. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, for for our podcast listeners, I just showed my dog on camera. Sorry. Um, we should we should have a vote to make Chief the official mascot of the Kirby on Sports podcast. I think mm-hmm. he already was basically, but. But 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 who am I to say officially? That? Officially, yeah, you get him a dog street deal. He said he's in. There you go. <laughs> perfect, perfect. But yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about this game um, in general. I'm just really glad we have Justin Tucker, and um, you know he'd sort of struggled for him to start this season. He missed missed some kicks here and there uh, the last few games. I think this gets him back into his uh, mojo and swing of things. Um, kind of reminds me of the game against the Lions. I think it was, it, gosh, it was like probably, um, not that, not the most recent game against the Lions where he kicked the 63 yarder or 66 yarder. Sorry. Uh, but there was one, like, I think it was like 10 years ago where he kicked six field goals. So it's not the first time he's done it, but certainly, um, it is quite an accomplishment and I'm just really glad he's on our team and, you know, I, I can't complain about the Ravens. I think just watching other teams this year, especially the AFC, it's it's been very a very odd season. There really is no one dominant team. Just when you think there there is one, um, they have a slip up. I, I think Kansas City is probably still the team to beat um, in the AFC just because of the Bengals' early struggles. And um, I'm definitely – I know we're going to talk about this, but I'm not sold on Buffalo at all. They have uh, – they have a lot of questions for me. Back, back September champs, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have much else to say. I just, you know, I hope the offense can get into more of a rhythm and a flow. Um, we can get Zay Flowers and Nelson Nelson Aguilar uh, continue to get those guys involved. You know, and and of course Odell as well. Um, they they definitely had some stretches in that game where they they were solid, but uh, it's got to get it's got to get more consistent. I think it's. Um, I think it's going to come down to the quicker routes and Lamar has to make quicker reads. I think that's been a big problem 
he's been holding on to the ball way too long at times and it's costed them. So, um, yeah, I, that's really all I have to say. I'm, I'm just the, the, the defense just, man, they, they just step up every time they've, they've stepped up pretty much all season, um, with their back against the wall too. So it's, I, it's a championship caliber defense in my opinion. I just, I hope the offense can get up caught up, um, not quite to a championship level, of course, but to where they can be more consistent. So, yeah. Uh, all I've got to say is poor Titans. Poor, poor Titans. Titans. Yeah. Tannehill's out. Malik Willis came in for him. I mean, he played, he played well. I mean, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Malik Willis played like crap. Um, <laughs> let's, let's call it what it is, man. Is it time? Is it time for the Titans to consider tanking? Because, mm. Look, I mean, yes, they drafted Will Levis this draft, but keep forgetting about him. I mean, he he can't even get like he's their emergency quarterback. Like, and if Will, uh, I'm sorry, if Malik Willis caught, it's hard to keep their names like they Will, sound so Willie simple. Willis Will Will. Yep. Uh, yeah, if, if Malik Willis, you know, who can't quarterback for anything, um, yeah. if he can't get past that guy, then. Is Will Levis even the future at all? Like, dude, I mean, it's clear they don't really believe in him if he's like not even like able to be the backup, you know. So I don't think that they can really um get anywhere with these with these quarterbacks. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is they're trying to squeeze juice out of a rock with him at this point yeah. because he's yeah, I agree with that. You know, you Derek Henry is he tries to carry the team, but he can't. He's, he's not. not, he's not he, can't. he can't do what he did three years ago. He can't. Yeah. He's not a young running back anymore. He's he's taken a lot of punishment and a lot, you know. And again, you know, you they signed DeAndre Hopkins, but they can't get anybody to get him the ball. So yeah, do sure. you consider maybe trading him for assets? Try to collect as much draft capital as you can with these guys. I and, don't think it's a bad idea. Down because I think the problem is is. You know, so long as they have Vrabel as a coach, they're not going to ever be in a position to get a top five pick. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to have them better than that. But it's, it's just coach. a case of like, what what are the Titans' goals here? You know, like because this this team is not it. This team is not going to win. Get them, you know, back to where they were a few seasons ago when they were in the AFC Championship game. You know, where they were beating the Chiefs, and then of course, you know, Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. Um, and yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where the Titans go from here. Yeah, it's, um, they're in an interesting spot and in, and in a division where pretty much everybody's in the same boat, except for Jacksonville, everybody's sort of looking for, you know, the, fr I mean, I guess the Colts have their franchise quarterback and Anthony Richardson, but now he's po probably done for the season, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Texans so. have CJ Stroud, who has been awesome. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. I forgot about C.J. Stroud. So, um, and of course, yeah, yeah Jaguars have Trevor and Lawrence. So Trevor the only Lawrence. one, the only team in that division that doesn't have like a franchise quarterback right now is the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and all of those guys are from the last two or three seasons. So it's you know they maybe they're behind schedule a little bit. Maybe they should have started their search. Um, you know, a year or two ago. I'm not. I don't know. I just think Ryan Tannehill is. He, he is what he is. He's an average quarterback. Washed. He's an average quarterback. He's going to he's gonna game manage. He's not going to do much else at this point. In he's not even game managing at this point. He's just bad. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I I he'd put him somewhere between bad and manageable, I guess. So, bad and mid. <laughs> so not so not good. Not not good, sir. No. But, no. Yeah, so no, I I definitely agree with you, Carlos. It is odd that they took Will Levis. He was a first round pick, right? Is, no, 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 no. He was projected to be, but then he everybody plummeted. Yeah. It was it was just one of those it was just one of the cases of we never understood why he was projected to be a first round pick because <laughs> it's not like he accomplished anything. Yeah. In college, it was like Mitch Trubisky case all over again. Yeah. Well, looking. Well, uh, moving on. Um, I think we should discuss the Chiefs. No, incorrect. We're gonna cut, talk about your team. Oh, okay. You, you you don't want to talk about the Chiefs. We'll talk about yet? the Chiefs next, but we'll okay. save them. We'll save the best for last. The best for last. Okay. I don't so, know if I can even say so, that they had a rough performance, but. The Washington Commanders defeated the Atlanta Falcons 24 to 16. <clears throat> Let the record show that Kirby originally did not believe in his team until I forced him to believe in his team. You're welcome, America. <laughs> well, the Ravens beat the Titans 24 to 16. So there you go. Well, this game was very good, but was it? Would I wouldn't label it as good. I would label it as entertaining. It was an entertaining game that made the commanders look like a good team when they were playing in an absolutely bad team. I wouldn't say that either, but I would say that they definitely were. You uh, wouldn't say that? What? Well, why not? I wouldn't. Desmond Ritter literally almost beat you guys. It's and it's because Desmond Ritter does what Desmond Ritter does, and they tried games. everything. Yeah, they tried. They tried every way. Interceptions. Yeah, but he almost beat you guys. Like Arthur Smith tried to hand you the game too. He was yeah. a stooge too. Well, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Falcons did something because the Commanders, with so many opportunities with the football, they weren't able to convert. Yeah. They just. Yeah. They just four and out. Football. Ooh, that's all I hear every time we talk about the commanders, dude. My God. Celebrations all around. They won the game. They beat Desmond Ritter at home. They handed him his first loss at home. I wouldn't label them being, oh, the Falcons made him look like a good team. The Falcons stink because they have Desmond Ritter at quarterback. They could have had Lamar Jackson at one point, and those mm -hmm. stooges decided not to take him up on that offer. And you were and you're sitting here crying about your team. Get out of my face. They should they should have had more points on the board. I'm saying that. And so should Your the Cowboys. Boy. So should the Ravens. But do you see us going, no. oh, our poor teams. Oh, God forbid. But you, you get your fan base is insufferable. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not like after this win where the commanders are going to the Super Bowl. That's your oh, that's your go-to every time we do this. At least I'm not on the other end of the spectrum. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You be on the middle where, yes, you can critique your team, but still be happy that, hey, they pulled out a freaking win. They it's, did. Hard to, it's hard to win in the NFL. It doesn't it matter. Is, it is hard. They should have scored more points. They should, like, where? Where? That's all I hear. It's like a wailing baby who won't shut the hell up. <laughs> Carlos is fired up today. I yeah, love it. He, I, I, I don't know why, but um, just 
looking though, I, I think Sam Howell had another strong performance in this yeah, game. Three touchdowns, three touchdowns. No Can't complain about the way he played. Killing him though. Absolutely. The offensive line still not being able to protect him. He gets sacked five times. I truly wonder what it would look like if Sam Howell actually had like protection. Well, I but I really do want to know. Impossible. But the commanders, they Sam Howell looked pretty good. His throws were good. The run game wasn't as effective. I, I'm not really sure why, but yeah. Brian Robinson only had 31 yards. Chris oh, Rodriguez, I mean, I 23 why. yards. You already said why. It's the offensive line. They're not get, They're not letting these guys run. Yeah, that's probably so. Yep. But I, I think, again, that's something. I think it's just some growing pains. And I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like Eric Bieniemy should have a good mix of run and pass or something, but I guess he's just trying to get acclimated to what might work best. But Samuel played well. Robinson Jr. had a great game as a receiver as well. McLaurin, 81 yards. Offensively, Terry, uh, excuse me, Sam Howell had the targets to throw to, and they're making things happen defensively still the secondary i i'm like you you guys just have a crappy secondary it is what yeah. it is like, it is what it is it is, what it is. Unless i wish guys, they could fix it but i'm not sure i mean how. unless you guys make a move at some point before the trade deadline like I, th this is just what it's going to be your secondary is just going to be rough and i can't wait for dallas to throw all over it on thanksgiving yeah. Oh man, that, <laughs> that's not too far away, unfortunately. No, it's not. We're about a little, a little, a little over a month away. But month in a week. But the Commanders defeating the Falcons. Um, and this next game, uh, traveling up to face the Giants. Um, should be a win. Should be. Should be. It, it should be. be. It should, should be. Right. You, you never know. You just never know. You just never know what division games. You really don't. It's no, but, the point a lot of times. But the secondary stinks. Sam Howell looked good. The receivers look good. Um, and uh, I mean, wins a win in the National Football League. You should a be win's happy. A win. A win's a win. A win's a win. We did it. But twenty-four to sixteen, the Falcons falling to the Commanders. Carlos. The Chiefs over the Broncos, nineteen to eight. Oh, here I comes bring the, my Travis Kelsey jersey. Here comes the Swift jersey. Yeah, I wore it to the concert movie this weekend. Just know that, boys. Just oh, want man. you guys to know that. It makes Ever perfect pretending. sense. Great movie, and, by the way. And uh, for any of you all who did not know, Taylor Swift was at the game. She was at the game after having her movie premiere the night before. Um. Uh, I mean, look, um, yeah, that game was it feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> it almost was almost a week ago. Yeah. It's like really hard to really remember what even happened in that game. It just feels like so much has happened since. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. Um, oh, man, what was even the final score of that game? <laughs> it was like 19 to eight, if I recall. Kirby? 19 to eight. 19 the final to eight. score. Yeah, I mean, look. Um, Offense still is a work in progress in terms of the receivers. I'm not 
I have a lot of issues with, you know, certain guys um in that receiving core. Um I mean, literally Travis Kelsey is doing everything and uh Rashid Rice again showed another, you know, flash of or not flash, but it sh- had another good outing, um another strong game. Um I I hope that they and it looks like they will. At least that's what it sounded like in uh some of the post uh, you know, post game press conferences that it seems like he's going to start uh, having a bigger role in this team because he's literally the only other receiver who's um, contributing right now. Um, Sky Moore has done absolutely nothing. Marcus Valdez Scantling, I mean, my God, like, why is he even on this team anymore? Like, he literally does nothing all game. Yeah. Um, you know, and Travis, you know, obviously coming off the injury uh, Sunday um, or last Sunday or whatever against Minnesota. Um, you know, coming into this game, the question was, how's the ankle? It's clear the ankle's fine. Um, he had a pretty big game, a pretty big performance, strong. Um, and, but I mean, the thing I really want to focus on is, man, this, this Kansas city chiefs defense is so good. Yep. They are yep. there and they're just really not. I mean, obviously when you got everything that's going on with the team right now, in terms of, you know, when you got Patrick Mahomes and, this whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing going on, like they're they're just flying so they're flying like so far under the radar, like nobody talks about them, and they're so good, um, you know, it's it's they they were they were dialing it up against Russell Wilson, and yeah, he was um, bad. He was really yeah, bad. Russell Wilson was just terrible. He's um, been terrible for a while now. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. It's just it, it is the, um, this Denver Russell experiment. I saw something about it's, it's been an absolute failure. They were expecting to have something more like the Peyton Manning experience, but Peyton Manning's a one of one. Yeah, like yeah. you don't find guys like him. And Russell Wilson, in all honesty, like the last few years with Seattle weren't he's the past best. his prime, like he just yeah. is. His best years in Seattle, uh, you know, are past. Ten years and ago, now. when they want when he was w- going to Super Bowls and winning the, a Super Bowl, it was because of the defense. It wasn't really because of him, and it was because they had Marshawn Lynch too. Like, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see like what Denver's going to do here. I mean, the absolute burial that Steve Smith did on Jerry Judy. Oh, that was Jerry great. To, oh my gosh! Up, still not show up and in that game and only I post, love Steve like Smith. he only had like. 10 yards, 10 receiving yards, or something like that. Like, yeah, he had, he had one or two catches, nothing, maybe. Receptions, I think it yeah. was something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Denver is strongly considering doing a fire sale of mm-hmm. all the, of certain assets. I, I think there's certain guys you can't move on from. I think Patrick Sertan has to be one of those guys, um, on the defense. Um, obviously, if they were to trade him away, I would hope that Dallas would get him because we need we desperately need somebody else um to fill in that uh digs role um and he was a guy that dallas was looking at but that's besides the point um yeah i mean look it, it the the chiefs got the win obviously they haven't been convincing i guess you could say in their um offensive performances but I think that comes a lot from these receivers are just none of them are. I mean, like I, aside from Travis Kelsey and obviously I've seen, I've talked about Rashid Rice. None of these guys are 
doing anything. Like they just aren't on the same page with Patrick Mahomes. And I would like to see them give, you know, um, you know, Justin Ross, uh, some, some more opportunities. I think he's a super talented wide receiver. I've brought him up before, um, out of Clemson. Um, he was Trevor Lawrence's, you know, he, he was one of Trevor Lawrence's guys when, during that dominant, you know, during that Clemson run. Mm. Um, and I would, I would really like to see him get more involved, but, you know, you got to earn it. It's not like it's going to be given to you. So the, yeah. clearly he's not earning it in practice. Um, and he's got all the talent in the world. So I really hope that he can finally start to get things figured out and get, you know, more, get more reps um, so that he can, cause I, I, I really think he can be a good receiver, but um, yeah, I mean, just not, not, not a whole lot to say, you know, Patrick Mahomes still undefeated against the division. And um I mean, what was the crazy thing? The last quarterback to ever beat the Chief, the last Broncos quarterback to beat the Chiefs was Peyton Manning. Yeah, um, he has never won since. Like TikTok didn't exist. Like there was a whole crazy thing of like what was around in the world before. Um, That's right. The last time uh, the Broncos won against the Chiefs. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, entertaining game, entertaining Thursday night game. For me, at least, just because I have vested interests. And, um, yeah, it's good to see Taylor Swift at the game again. <laughs> and this Broncos defense is historically bad. I mean, you're they're really bad. Dead last in the NFL in just about every category. And they're, who knows? I mean, when this season is over, they could it could literally be one of the worst defenses we've seen in the last, like, 50 years of the NFL. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. They are very bad, which... You know, you, we put a lot of blame on Russell Wilson, but that defense. Well, think about it. They they signed Frank Clark. Um, obviously, yep. he, he left Kansas City. Former chief. Yep. For Denver. Um, they restructure his deal and then cut him the next day. Yeah, it's um, bizarre. And he's probably, it, it looks like, according to reports, is he's going to, Frank Clark is going to probably end up back in Kansas City. Um, but, I mean, they do that. They, they, cut randy gregory but then don't cut him and end up trading him instead that's right it's a weird um, situation and it, i don't know it'll be interesting to see um what they're i mean I, I don't know what they do i don't know if you stick with russell wilson i think they have an out next year i think this is but i'm not sure i, that, I don't that, think that's what i was gonna mention the i heard it on sunday where they have the Broncos have until like the middle of 2024 to decide if they want to keep Wilson or not. And if they don't make a decision by that or something like that, there's more guaranteed money that gets added on. Oh yeah. There's no, something like yeah, that. there's no chance that they're keeping because it hasn't, it hasn't bared any fruit. You know, yeah, he, he has literally done nothing. This team has actually gotten, it hasn't improved that's for certain. I, probably I mean, worse. I mean, you could you could argue that they won the quarterback roulette that they had before, but it's I don't know. I don't. I mean, this is a franchise that has been struggling to find Peyton Manning's replacement, and they honestly got lucky with Peyton Manning. They got they, lucky. They, they got a lot lucky of teams because you know, like they got lucky that he fell in love with Denver. But yep. like aside from that, like. No quarterback wants to come play for the Broncos. Like no. they gotta like really invest in the draft, and you know I I just don't think that they've really I don't, I don't think they have a great plan for the future here. And I think with new this new ownership group, I think 
hopefully we'll implement uh, we'll start thinking of a plan for the future it's hard when you mortgage your future on a quarterback that was at the end of his prime i mean it's it's just doesn't it didn't make a lot of sense to me when it happened um i thought he was going to certainly be better than he has been but it's been a complete disaster and failure mm-hmm. sean payton's a stooge and he he should he should have never come back to coaching um because his because now his legacy's tarnished too depending on if this if well this you know i mean they're not gonna they're not gonna come out of this one year in they traded you know they gave up capital to be able to have the right to sh- to even sign him yeah um, they had to give away i think a first round pick to uh the saints which is insane to me it's ridiculous. Um, but they wanted a coach who was you know who had um you know at least uh, you know some coaching experience after the right. hackett um debacle um it obviously hasn't worked out yet but you gotta fa- you gotta think peyton probably needs time to get his guys in here, the guys that he wants. A lot of these guys that are on this team are from the previous era or the previous regime. I don't so, disagree with that. That's true. So I don't think we can necessarily judge Sean Payton too hard yet. I mean, we can definitely judge him for the atrocious coaching job that has been done, but I don't think we can judge his legacy just yet. Now, if this continues, I agree and, with that. Yeah. If, I this, agree with that. if this continues and it, you know, completely goes to, you know, crap, you know, then yeah, we can be like, okay, so, so his Drew Brees, <laughs> Drew Brees was the guy, you know, yeah. it's one of the, I mean, it's like, it's like Belichick it's, and Brady, it's the Brady you know? Belichick situation, or it's like, oh, you know, read him Mahomes right now. Like mm-hmm. a quarterback can make a coach, you know, yeah, but, Reed but was, once Reed that quarterback was... is gone, what does the coach do? <laughs> you know, well, Reed was, Reed was always a good coach before it was always a great coach, but Patrick Mahomes, it's another level. The top. It's another level. Yep, I agree. Coach and quarterback. Yeah, a, I mean, it's a hell of a combination if you can get it right. You mentioned Peyton's legacy, but with this stop, however it might end up, however long his tenure might be in Denver, that that's not taking anything away from the fact that what he did with New Orleans and winning that Super Bowl. So yeah, but it was so long ago. Like that's the other thing. Like think about it. That was know. almost that was over. That was like that was fourteen years ago. Yeah, that was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere around yeah. there. Totally A long crazy. Time ago. Totally crazy. And they never really. They, I guess they got to the. Did they get to the NFC Championship game after that? I don't even know. Maybe maybe one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Saints went to multiple. Yeah, they went to yeah. a, f- a few, but they just never got over the hump. I mean, obviously there was the one game against the Rams where they got completely screwed. Oh, that's right. But... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The uh, that penalty that should have been called is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Pass yeah. Interfer- was it what, what was it? Pass interference. Pass interference. Right. Pass interference. They made a rule about it, like review. And then they like rescinded that rule where they could be reviewed, but then. It was a nightmare. Yeah, the, the, ref, the refs didn't want to keep one didn't want to second guess themselves. Huh. How well, dare how dare the refs be questioned that they're perfect mm-hmm. the, that they don't call the right make, make make the right call. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm gonna shut up, Kirby. Next segment. Well, anyways, the Chiefs over the Broncos 19 to 8. We are taking a short break and then we breeze through the rest of the NFL. Bed bugs. The only thing creepier than thinking about them is actually having them. Trust me, you don't want to have them. Locally owned and operated Barrett Pest and Termite Services can keep you from having bed bug nightmares and infestations. 
Call 540-340-3922 to schedule your free inspection and consultation. If bed bugs are already in your home, we'll get rid of them so you can rest easy. We also specialize in keeping homes and businesses free of other pests, including rodents and termites. That's Barrett Pest and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. It is now time to breeze through the rest of the NFL. Gentlemen, are we ready? Let's let's breeze. Let's do it. Let's breeze. Uh, the Vikings over the Bears 19 to 13. Justin Fields getting injured in this game. We see a local product, Tyson Bajan, come out for the Bears. Cool. He totally fumbled the game away and then threw the interception. <laughs> he did yeah, have the a Bears, touchdown. I, Bears handed this to the Vikings in a in a in a bo- in a box with a bow. Christmas came early for the uh, also they screwed me from going undefeated in our pickums, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, so Justin. Fun. Appreciate you. <laughs> the Bengals over the Seahawks, seventeen to thirteen. This, this so was bad. a close game, and the Bengals came out and just took care of business. The Seahawks honestly were the better team. It's just yeah. uh, Gino had some boneheaded plays, um, and I mean that that I mean the Bengals defense did great, but man, if this is the, how the offense looked with Burrow healthy, I'm a little concerned for Cincinnati. I mean, he's not obviously 100 healthy, but he's healthier than earlier in the season, and he's still struggling. Yeah, I'm 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 with you, Carlos. I said this to Kirby too. It's it's been surprising to watch that them struggle as much as they did, especially in this game. When we heard that, well, we heard that this past week that he was pretty much back, you know, to his mobile self like he mm-hmm. has before. I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm concerned for the Bengals. Um, this is not the same team that we saw at this point last year. And uh, yeah, Seattle. It's always tough to come uh, West Coast, East Coast, and. Yeah, they definitely acted like they were jet lagged in that game for sure. So the Texans over the Saints 20 to 13. I must say, CJ Stroud, uh, what was it, 215 without an interception? Yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. This team is getting underlooked a little bit. He does not look like a rookie quarterback. He looks like he's like, like, like it looks like he's like been playing for like a few years now. Like he's just so calm, cool, and yep. collected. And it just baffles my mind that he was so doubted in like during the draft process. Like, I mean, like I, we all saw his potential again in that semifinal game against uh Georgia, um, you know, where they unfortunately did lose, uh, but like he had a great performance against that stout Georgia defense and full of, full of stars, yep. yeah, yeah. And, you know, full of Philadelphia Eagles. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he has – he he's, like – he's elevating this team. And, um, you know, watch out, man. Like, uh, if CJ Stroud can, you know, keep going, and if they keep D'Amico Ryans, and, like, he, I think he's a great coach, um, I think I think that this, uh, this Texans team is going to be um, – they're definitely building something great down there. Absolutely. I think the cult, it looks like the culture is changing down there for sure. From Billy O'Stooge to a three and three team with CJ Stroud. I wouldn't have thought, but yeah, it, who would have thought they'd be three and three? That's that's what I was about to say. This team should, would, you know, should no, not. No, and it's not like they have a big major star. Like they don't on offense. No. Like he's doing this with a this bunch of nobodies. 
Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And, and yeah, the Saints, the Saints are, defense was is nothing to sneeze at. They're top ten, they're top ten defense. And CJ Stroud was making them look silly. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yep. So the Texans over the Saints 20 to 13. A lot to be happy about if you are a Texans fan. The Jags over the Colts 37 to 20. Yeah, don't have much to say. The Jags just I mean, they dominated from the start in this game. They yeah, uh, unfortunately Lawrence they, got hurt. So yeah, yeah. We'll see it's how that goes. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson got hurt as well, right? Um, yeah, but he didn't play in this game. No, he oh, he didn't he, play. Oh, he, was, he was already. They're, they're right? evaluating whether he's out for the season or not, which it's leaning. He likely will be shut it down. down. Just yeah. shut it down. There's, there's no reason to bring him back this year. Yeah. The Dolphins over the Panthers, forty-two to twenty-one. Just skip this. I mean, the only this winless a, team was in the, game game. the Panthers. Tune-up game for the for the Dolphins to get back on track and. Yeah. Are, are you surprised though that the Panthers are winless? No, Kirby. Just Frank? move on. Just, just no. We don't need to have no, a conversation with the Panthers. They're just bad. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to see with their um rookie uh quarterback Bryce Young though. So. Be a breeze through the league, but yeah. Yeah. The Raiders, man, over the Dude, Patriots. Who cares? Just I have no comment on this. Patriots game. stink too. Crazy to see the Patriots one and five. That's what happens when you lose the goat. Move on. Well, if I were to tell you 10 years ago that. Oh, yes, I would have believed it, Kirby, because Tom Brady is the difference maker. Let's move on. The Lions over the Bucks, 20 to 6. The Lions are legit. Big, big win. They keep, they keep proving it every week. And Campbell. They keep proving it every week. They keep, I mean, you got, um, good luck, man. To, yeah. Yeah. It's the Rams over the Cardinals, 26 to 9. Cardinals stink. Move on. <laughs> the Jets beating the Eagles 20 to 14. Smoking that Jets or that Eagles pack that, this morning. That that uh the fact that, that the Jets defense won, is legit. Well, the fact yeah, that, that they won without really their good. two starting corners yeah. is insane. Yeah. And that's why they signed sure. Julio. That, that, that's why the Eagles signed Julio because they're like, look, we need something else here too. <laughs> Should not happen. The Eagles can't let that washed. happen. Yep. Yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts through three picks. It's like not play I mean, well. Look, uh, let's call it what it is. The Eagles just have not looked the same. I think that this is going to be their. I think that this loss was their wake up call, though. I think that they're going to start to get some stuff together. I think that they are coming off of such a high from last season, where they had such a historically good season, the best, probably the best season ever in Eagles history. Um, and they just fell short of the Super Bowl in such a demoralizing fashion, um, you know, where they were leading in the game, and then Kansas City makes the roaring comeback. Obviously, there was the controversial call and everything. Um, and I think it's just kind of hard for them to kind of they're they're just trying to get going again, and we see it all the time. We saw it with the Bengals last year. Like, you know, the Super Bowl hangover is real. It is, it's just eventually you have to get it going. And I mean, Grant, they're five and one, like like they'll, they'll be, be okay fine. they'll be okay yeah i agree they'll be okay now uh, they have a gauntlet coming up but you know they'll be okay well here's one for you former virginia tech hokey tyrod taylor every freaking time like i don't you 
took a took a lead with the Bills into the third quarter. Then the Bills ended up winning yeah, fourteen to yeah, nine. Yeah, he he you got to stop like trying to like thanks. God, every time I love him. I love. I, I wish. I wish Tyrod would get. Look, you saw Tyrod get his chance. He stunk. He was bad. He sucks. Every time, every yeah. time he's had a chance, he's not been great. So yeah. Why well, just surprised Brian Dayball didn't go get that doctor to come puncture his lung again? Ouch. With how pissed he was at halftime. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> he was livid. Yeah, there, there was some sort of miscommunication. I didn't no, really there was see no it, miscommunication. Tyrod bungled. Bungled. Tyrod. He bungled it. Was told. I don't know why they called this play anyways, but he was given the play in which he could check down to, or he could, uh, you know, whatever, check, check it to a run, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he, Brian Dayball told him specifically, don't check it into a run. And Tyrod still did it. So that's why he was pissed. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's hard because, because it, Saquon gets tackled there and then they just lay on him. I mean, that's, that's the smart thing to do. I know, I know you're not allowed to do that, but, Teams are still going to find them. I, I will say one thing. The Buffalo Bills have a major issue. Yeah, they're inconsistent. They're the I, September champions. I don't know what it is. I but I think that they're, they are not to be feared yet. I mean, really? we'll see how it goes. I mean, there's still so much football to be played. But as of right now, I can't see them winning a Super Bowl. No, no I can't either. Up and down they I are. Cannot. It's like the stock market up and down, up and down. It's crazy. But the Very Bills good. fourteen and the Giants nine. It's just so lovely to see. Also, the also that was that was in pass interference on that last play. That was pass interference. They should have got that. That was like clear pass interference. That they should have. Uh, the Giants should have had another shot at it. Payback from won? last year. Huh? It's payback from last year. Giants Commanders on Sunday night. Nobody cares about the commanders well, yeah, right now. We're not talking him, about okay? the commanders. Payback. <laughs> he said that, he said that yesterday. He said that yesterday, and I was like, dude, just, just shut up. <laughs> it's like uh payback. Good last yeah, yeah. The ref had to go to his pocket to see what what was that call last no, no, they don't they don't care about that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, the bills are uh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. They got some things to work out. They got to figure some things out. They this should have been, uh, considering what the Giants were missing in this game. No Daniel Jones. At least 25, 30 points. Yeah, it, like, like, like you know, the Bills should have put up way more. Yeah, but the Giants yeah, one in five. There's a huge issue there. No, well, it's think. just they they are playing a tougher schedule this year, and they don't have. They're struggling to stay healthy, and they just don't have good players right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. A terrible offensive line too. Terrible. Absolutely. Just maybe Just maybe the looking. worst in the NFL. Maybe the worst in the NFL. It's up Tyrod got sacked three times. So yep. and Daniel Jones was getting hit a lot. Well that's why Daniel Jones is out. That's that's why he's hurt. Yeah. Yep. So so cool. that wraps up the breeze around the NFL and when we return the Kirby on sports pickup. I can't wait. Are you ready, boys? 
Get it going. Right after this break, right here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. It's Matt from Shenandoah Music. Nobody wants to hear this, but Christmas is just around the corner. You could wait to start shopping while everything sells out, or you could come into Shenandoah Music for our pre-Black Friday sale. From October 26th through the 31st, we're taking 20% off Fender American Pro guitars, 10% off Ibanez hollow body electric guitars, 30% off student band instruments, and more. And use the Shenandoah Music credit card to buy now and pay later. So when you think music, think Shenandoah Music in Winchester across from B-Dubs. Hi, this is Mark Peter Lynch with Guild Mortgage. One of the greatest joys in doing business over the last 30 years in the Shenandoah Valley is helping people buy their first home. Buying their first home and putting the keys in their hand at the closing table has brought me so much joy. If you want to buy your first home, a second home, or an investment property, or build wealth, through investment in real estate, give me a call. My phone number is 540-664-4700, or you can find me on the World Wide Web at www.marksmortgage.com. It's time for the Kirby on Sports Pick'em. Gentlemen, we're pulling up the graphic. Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right. So go after, ahead, Carlos. Take it away. Okay. Thanks for interrupting me as I was already going. Um, <laughs> terrible host. Um, so after um, six beautiful weeks of football, um, our current standings go as such. Uh, Dan continues to be in first oh. place. Had a little bit of a, I guess yeah. you could say a down week, but not really a, a down week. week. Uh, going a whopping four and two. Um, his current record stands at 22 and 14 at first place. Kirby right behind him. He also had a four and two week. Um, at 21 and 15 now is his overall record. So he is still in second place. And your boy has made a ferocious comeback. Um, and stayed alive by having a great five and one week. Um, and putting my overall record at 20 and 16. So, with that being said, week seven's pickums um, go as such. The games we will be choosing from are um, the Chiefs versus Chargers, the Buccaneers versus Falcons, the Dolphins versus Eagles, which is the marquee game of the week. Um, and we got Ravens versus Lions, which is our most watchable one o'clock game. Um, we got Jaguars Saints Thursday night. So, Kirby, we will have to put this graphic up quickly. Um, and uh, we have Saints versus Rams. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I picked. Hmm? You mean Steelers Rams? Oh, did I say Saints versus Rams? Yeah, you're I good. Bet. Steelers versus Rams. Steelers versus Rams. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll Wait, go first. Which one's the Thursday night game? Uh, Jaguars Saints. Jaguars okay, Saints. Okay. Just clearing that up. Um, so, uh, obviously I will take the chiefs because I'm contractually obligated to, um, I will take the Buccaneers. I just don't trust Desmond Ritter to, uh, pull off any wins here. And I think, um, you know, I, I'm not saying Baker is much better, but I think I trust Baker more than, or I trust the Buccaneers as a whole more than the Falcons. Um, I am the only person taking the Eagles. I was originally going to take the Dolphins, 
but something's telling me Eagles, so I'm going to yeah. follow that. It's a tough one. Um, it's a really tough one. I just think that this is going to – it's a wake-up call for the Eagles losing to the Jets, and I think that they're going to want to prove something against the Dolphins. And, I mean, honestly, how often have we seen Tua in prime time uh, in the biggest games? I mean, he's they struggled against Buffalo, and I think that um, this Eagles defense is going to want to prove something against the, these Dolphins. But I can definitely see it going the other way of – Tua and these Dolphins lighting it up. So this was a tough one. Um, I'm taking the Ravens over the Lions. I think I, I think you just got to, with it being a home, home game, I think you just got to give it to the Ravens, in my opinion. I think that has to count for something. It's going to be a competitive game, though. It just depends on how this, uh, like how impactful is Lamar going to be in this game because Lamar is the key here. Um I will take the Saints over the Jags uh, just because uh, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to play in this game, and I think that's going to uh, really affect things. We obviously haven't gotten the injury report, but I'm basing it off of that. He's also, either way, if he plays, he's playing hurt, and he's not going to be as mobile. So um, I'm going to take the Saints. Um, and then I will take the Rams over the Steelers. I think the Rams have been playing fantastic lately, and I don't think the Steelers offensively have been great. So I'm going to give the Rams uh, the edge over the Steelers. Dan? Thanks, Carlos. Uh, yeah, I'm going to open it up. Uh, the same two picks as Carlos. I'll uh, pick the Chiefs over the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs are the Chiefs, and uh, I don't trust the Chargers as far as I can throw them right now. Um, I'm going to pick the Bucks over the Falcons, kind of similar to what Carlos said. Although he did dunk on Baker Mayfield a little bit. He, he was playing pretty well this season until um, this past Sunday. So I, I think he continues that trend. Um, and I think they I think they beat Tam or Tampa beats Atlanta, I would say, by uh, by two possessions. I think that's a two possession win, um, which I know is probably ballsy to say about a division game. But hey. Someone's got to save the dumb take that we can, you know, grab later and make a joke out of. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Eagles. This one was probably the matchup to choose uh, on our pickums in our pickums this week. Um, yeah, I just I just think the way the Dolphins are playing, um, they just have such an electric offense. I Most efficient offense in like 20 years or something like that. Yep, yep. I think the Eagles defense is really going to struggle in this game. I do think the Eagles can keep up on their side scoring. Um, but they've shown that they've, they've had a couple slip-ups too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, so have the dolphins, I can't, I can't deny that, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the dolphins in this game contractually obligated to pick the Ravens, although, um, over the lions, although this is a, again, a very tough game to pick and Carlos, I think hit the nail on the head. It really all depends on how, what offense shows up for the Ravens in this game. Um, because I think the defense will be fine for the Ravens. God, I wish we could go to this game. I wish yeah, we could have picked this game. Really good matchup. So excited to see it. And um, the the Lions are, I mean, they're they're playing like contenders right now. So the Ravens are definitely going to have their hands full in this matchup. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to pick the Saints over the Jags. Kind of the same reason as Carlos. And um, this was a game I really, I'm, I'm not confident in either team right now. So yeah. Just kind of flip a coin and close my eyes, and that's uh, who it landed Hope on. For the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, gonna take the Rams over the Steelers. Um, I think the Rams are they're, they're 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 sort of a team I can't really wrap my head around, but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are even more that way in my in my head. They're kind of all over the place. So, um, and I think this game is in L.A. Correct? 
Uh, yes. So tough, tough assignment for the Steelers to go out there and. No, I mean, I guess like in terms of the travel, yeah, but I would say Steelers will definitely have the home field advantage because LA That's has true. both. Teams. And yeah, Steelers they travel well. They travel one of the best in the NFL for sure. So, yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams. I think the Rams are the better team right now. So, yep, Kirby. Thank you, Dan. I will be picking the Kansas City Chiefs because I don't think the Chargers have a chance the way the Chargers have been trending. It just really um, worries me to pick them at this point in time in the Kirby on Sports Week 7 pick them. Um, the Buccaneers over the Falcons for the same reason. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter, can he complete a, 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 you know, still some uncertainty there as well. This might be a very, very marquee game. I think so. One of the two, I'm picking the Dolphins over the Eagles. The way the Eagles have been looking, the Dolphins explosion really excites me. And I feel like if the Dolphins get out to a lead early, the Eagles won't be able to recover. In a way, they'll just be playing catch up the entire game. This next one, I mean, this might this is a really tough pick. I'm picking the Lions. I think they have a lot of momentum with them in terms of this game. They're five and one, a big win over Tampa Bay. This team is just doing the right things at the right time. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of positivity trending in the Detroit Lions direction. And that's why I'm picking the Lions in this game. Dan, you had a great analogy for this. It's like a coin flip for the Jaguar Saints. I'm picking the Jags. Like I said, it was a coin flip essentially because both these teams are, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, it, this could go either way. The Steelers, I, I think they could have another bounce back and give this Rams team a shot, but I could be wrong. I think this might be a close game as well. So I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Every time I've doubted them, they've they've uh, shot won. us. Yeah, they they shoot us in the so, butt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not confident picking the the uh, the Rams either. But. I mean, no, like the last a lot of, a lot of these games were. I mean. Only two of them I'm like kind of confident in. Yeah. Obviously, I'm confident in the Chiefs. Um, but man, every other game was just like I I really don't know. There's uh, they're all pretty much toss-ups. Agreed. So that is the Kirby on Sports Pick'em. Once again, as soon as we post this on our Facebook page, comment down below, and the commenter with the most amount of picks right will get a free large cheese pizza from Anthony's Pizza in Stevens City, Virginia. So big thanks to Anthony's Pizza for that as well. And that wraps it up for another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Gentlemen, it was a lot of fun. and. I can't believe we're six weeks in, but a lot more football to see and cover in the weeks to come. It's flown by. It really has flown by. So 
Enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy the, enjoy the games. And see how I feel. Let's see if I'm going to be like, oh, I'm ready for this to be over, or if I'm going to be like, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> for our sponsors, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Barrett's Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage, and the official energy drink, of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, Don't Sleep Energy. Check them out. They have some new merch that just dropped. Don'tsleepenergy.com. Use promo code KOS Podcast for 12% off your order every single time. It's a, it's been a lot of did, did you have a closing or yeah, something? Yeah, that's what I said. I said I have a closing, but I, I don't know what that weird pause was. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were just to gonna jump. Next. Oh no, you gotta you gotta like throw it to me. Okay, yes. Find us on all streaming platforms, all social media platforms. I made that so awkward, derailed it's the fine, ending. Fine. Yeah, all social media platforms, www.kirbyonsports.com. Mr. Martinez, take it away. Kirby and Dan went to root for the Caps, and your boy was not invited. So please, Kirby, stop hitting people when you're excited. It's so true, and shaking, and, and giving my arms bruises. Hey, ho hockey, hockey does that to you, ladies. Everything and does that to you. Yeah, you see a beautiful woman on the street, you're hitting somebody. God bless. That's, that's a that's a little inside baseball there on Josh Kirby. We just we, we just learned something new about Josh Kirby today. Well, we gotta get out of here. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>